So I was having kind of like a movie night in. Um, wasn't feeling too well. Was kind of tired. So I decided, eh, tonight's going to be a Netflix night. And you know what? I like to watch something with a little bit of a twist to it. So I was scrolling through Netflix and I came across, I get a lot of recommended that are like thriller, suspense, because I watch a lot of movies like The Craft or I watch a lot of shows like American Horror Story. So I kind of get stuff like that. So I got a new recommendation for Eli and um, she pretty decent, y'all. Okay, so if you got Netflix, you can definitely watch Eli. Stream it anytime. It's a Netflix original movie, I believe. It's distributed by Netflix. Came out October 18th, 2019. It stars Kelly Riley, Sadie Sink, Lily Taylor, which you will absolutely know Lily Taylor. And this is a very, very small cast. This is one of those kind of Netflix movies that doesn't have a lot of must, a lot of fuss to it. Think um, that Stephen King novella turn film, In the Tall Grass, where... Literally, there's like one setting, really, in the whole movie, and there's not a lot of cast, um, but you recognize some of those people and really talented people. Um, just kind of making, so you could kind of tell the budget wasn't that, that big, but it was still a decent movie. Like, I, I'm kind of liking Eli. I'm not going to lie. I felt like it was a very, going into it and just kind of seeing like the, the little snippets, I didn't want to necessarily spoil anything for myself. But I did read some blurbs about it so I could read like the plot synopsis and then like watch the trailers online. And from the trailers, I felt like I knew what this movie was about. No, no, I did not. I did not. Now, is this M. Night Shyamalan, the Sixth Sense twist? Nah, but it was kind of one of those twists that kind of snuck up on me. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't see you coming, but now I see you creeping in. Like, I kind of figured out where they were going. I just didn't realize that was the destination. I thought something else was the destination. So it was kind of like a, it wasn't a shocking twist. Like, oh my God. It was more like a, well, that's interesting. That's exactly how I would describe Eli. So let's kind of read the plot. And this again, straight from Wikipedia. Let's see what Wikipedia says about this movie. Um, oh, well, a little bit about the cast. Um, so again, Kel Kelly Riley, Sadie Sink, Lily Taylor, you would definitely recognize her. She was, um, I can't remember her name, but she was the haunt. She was in that movie, The Haunted with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson, where they were staying in that haunted house. And then literally the house itself started to like become alive. And she was like the house's long lost relative or something crazy like that. That Lily Taylor, she was in The Conjuring. That should tell you something about me that the only thing I recognize her from is like all the scary movies that I watch. <laughs> but she was in The Conjuring. I can't remember if it was Conjuring 1 or Conjuring 2, but it's not the one with the English family. It's the other one. I think it's the first one. The one with the American family where the mom, the mom is being taken over by the ghost to like kill her own kid. She was the mom in The Conjuring. So you would definitely recognize her. Max Martini and Charlie Shotwell. So again, very small cast. I literally want to say that there's, I look, I can literally count how many people are in this movie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven people in this movie. And keep that number in your mind that there's seven people 
in this movie. I'm going to break that down in a second. When I say that I love things that are, I love movies that give me like little things where I can tell like the director, the writer, whoever kind of like thought about this movie and the symbolism and angles. And it's one of those movies where you go back and you watch it and you find out something new about it every single time. I love those type of movies. And again, not like a a huge, crazy, shocking movie. Would I have paid $20 to see this movie in like an IMAX theater with a reclined seat and everything like that? Oh no, absolutely not. Would I have seen or paid to go see this movie $5.50 on a Tuesday matinee where you get like a two for one snack and drink or something like that? Sure, I'd pay $5.50. I wouldn't pay $20 to go see this. So I was, I was glad it was available for me with my Netflix subscription. Love it. All right, so let's talk about um, Eli. Let's think about the plot, okay? So Eli Miller is a young boy suffering from a rare disease that causes severe allergic reactions to the outdoors, forcing him to live his life in protective gear. And when we say protective gear, like we legit mean protective gear. Like he literally is in a bubble. And when I say a bubble, I mean, yeah, like that John Travolta movie, The Bubble Bull, like that. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, The Bubble Boy. So literally in the first 30 seconds that we meet him, we find out that he has like a genetic disease that means that he's allergic to like pretty much everything. So he lives in a bubble. So when we say protective gear, that's what we mean. That's how serious this is. His parents, Rose and Paul, just kind of keep that those names in your mind. Rose and Paul have taken him to Dr. Isabella Horn's secluded medical facility, a large old house that has been modernized and quarantined. Eli is initially overjoyed that the facility allows him to remove his bubble suit, embrace his parents, and enjoy comforts previously denied to him. So that's one of the big, big scenes in the movie. He walks in and they kept telling him he went through a, there's a, and the front foyer of the house is actually a contamination chamber. So like you walk in, um, it's kind of like going to a bank. Like there's a lot of banks that are around that are like that, where you walk in the door and you have to wait for the door to completely close behind you. And then you walk through essentially what's a metal detector. You walk through a metal detector and then you have to wait for like the light to turn green. And then the door opens in front of you. It's like that. But those two doors is a contamination chamber. Um, So that's like the first thing that he does. And he's scared to death when he's walking around. So when he's not in a house where he can be in like an actual like bubble enclosure, when he's out, he's literally walking around in like a hazmat suit. So and he's been living like this. Not his whole life. He wasn't born that way. That's something that we find out in the movie. Um, He wasn't born that way, but something happened. And again, everything, every little thing, that's what I love about this movie is that you'll think something is like small and insignificant. I was like, oh, okay. But it means so much more when you actually go back. So once you find out like the twist and and I'm using air quotes, but the twist, once you find out where the, the movie is actually going, then a lot of things that you were thinking were asinine and just random. Oh, okay. Whatever. Things are, oh, is that why that was? Oh, that's what that meant. Oh, that is a little bit clever there. Those are the things that you start to put together. And again, I love movies that make me do things like that. His joy is short lived. However, as he begins to experience some supernatural phenomenon in the house, he also begins his treatments which are excruciatingly painful. The specters, ghosts, fancy word for ghosts, we, we got real big with that one. We felt educated when we said specter. The specters repeatedly leave him the message, lie and Eli. Wonders if they are, 
wonders and Eli wonders ooh, if they are trying to warn him about Horn's treatment. So this is what happens in the movie. So we see Eli and the doctor explains to him. So there's literally a house and they're living in this house and it's a huge house. It's like one of those old Victorian mansion things that they would use to like film Downton Abbey in. It's really, really huge like that. And there's actually a medical facility in the house. So the basement is like all a medical. It literally looks like an, uh, a hospital downstairs. Um, and this treatment, it's literally the treatment center. And they've had other kids here go through this same genetic treatment before. These kids that um, have this genetic disease that need to be cured. And again, they're brought here as like a last resort. Apparently, this is very expensive. They've given up their life savings to to move to this place, to have him go through this crazy crazy procedure this I think is exper experimental or something like that like it's not anything that's on the books or anything like that but this doctor is supposedly like well known or something like that parents find her from somewhere so keep this in your mind they sitting down and they're talking about the treatment and the treatment is in three different phases and she's pretty much straight up she says um yeah he ain't gonna like this but we gonna cure your baby and she's very like warm and we can do this. We're a team. We're a family. We're going to beat this together. So he's on board. Parents are on board. He goes to his room. All of a sudden he's looking out the window and there's a girl. Side note, the girl that he sees is the girl from Stranger Things. One that I can't remember who she is on Stranger. Not a let, not L. Not 11, not Bobby, the other girl, the girl with the red hair or reddish brownish hair, her on Stranger Things. So the one that came in later. Okay. Um, so she's there and she's like throwing rocks at his window and kind of like, hey, come on down and talk to me. They're talking. She's like, oh, okay. So now you're in the facility now. So how is it in there? Is it weird in there? She's like, no, nah, I don't like to come in, but, you know, we can chit chat or whatever. Though they have a conversation. He's like, oh, OK, cute girl, but whatever. You know, maybe I have a friend out here. Maybe she's a neighbor. So literally, it's just kind of like some random girl that maybe lives in the neighborhood or something. There's always kids that come in and out of this, this training facility or training facility, this medical facility. And apparently she's befriended a few of them. Here's where it gets interesting, though. At night, at night there's some ghostly things happening. So first thing is that he hears some tapping on the window, which before was his new friend that he met outside, throwing rocks at the window to get his attention. But now he hears that same thing in the middle of the night and he's like, is she out there? But he doesn't see anybody. So he writes his name and his breath on the window. Eli, E-L-I, three letters, something switches around the first letter to the last letter. So when you move the E to the end of Eli, it becomes the word lie. That's his first ghostly premonition. And when I say this whole movie is just him being haunted at night, but nobody believes him. Nobody sees it. Nobody knows anything. He's just screaming about there's ghosts. People are doing this. They're pulling me out of bed. They're dragging me across the house. Nobody believes him. Eli befriends Haley, a young girl whom he speaks with through a large window in the house's front floor. She's the only person that believes his claims that the house is haunted. She tells him none of the other patients Horn treated left the facility, implying that they died. 
Eli discovers the word lie and literally L-I-E. So think about this. So write the word lie in like the most basic way possible where like you keep just literally just keep your lines completely straight. So he sees the word lie and they keep writing the word lie everywhere. Lie, 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 lie. And he ends up seeing this number inverted or he sees it upside down. Ooh, second big word of the day. Spectral ghost inverted upside down. Look at us. We're super duper smart. So he sees the inverted word lie. Now upside down, it looks like 317. Mm. Keep those numbers in your mind. Three, one, and seven. You heard me say seven before, and you've heard me say three before. The passcode to Horn's office. So those numbers, 317. When he investigates the office, he finds Horn's records of past patients, showing that all of them were killed by the third final treatment. So literally, he goes downstairs. He sees this code and he's like, huh, I wonder if 317 will open that key code that opens that secret elevator that takes me downstairs to the basement. Um, yeah, it does. And when he does, he sees all these file folders from all these other kids and there were three other children. Okay. Three other children that went through phase one of their treatment and he sees them getting sicker, just like he's getting sicker. So again, this treatment is in three phases. And doctor told them, yeah, this ain't going to be pretty. Y'all ain't going to like this. And he literally goes through and they're so they're thinking that all this ghost talk, all this screaming and going crazy, him scared to go to sleep. They think that all of this is just hallucinations from like the medication or from the treatment itself. So again, nobody believes him when he goes downstairs. He actually sees all the file records from all these previous kids, these three, three previous kids. They came through this facility phase one. They look sick phase two, which at this point he's gone through and phase two. Now keep in mind, I'm going to spoil. Oh, did I say spoiler alert? I put it in the description, didn't I? Sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm telling you what the movie is. You'll be fine. So if you don't want to know what the ending or the twist is, leave now you good all right so he's literally looking through phase one they look sick just like he did at phase one phase two yeah they look a little messed up just like he does at phase two phase three yeah they like splayed out all blacked out on the table like literally they're they're on a gurney but they look oh remember the first time you saw the ring And when you saw the people that died from, you know, Samara coming out of the TV, how they looked, that's how these kids look like they not just dead, like they gone, (laughs) like they faces is all black and burnt up and is blood everywhere. Like it's a hot mess. So he's like, um, no, thank you. No, thank you. Eli successfully tries to persuade his parents that they need to leave the facility But his father tries to drug him into unconsciousness. Hurt and confused, Eli barricades himself in Horn's office. He finds a photograph of Horn and her assistants dressed as nuns and a hidden passageway to an underground room with religious paraphernalia. So hold on to this for me for a second. So one thing that this plot uh, that the Wikipedia page doesn't kind of explain is the, the correlation between the mom and the dad versus what they know. So this is where you start to realize that like, 
oh, okay. I kind of thought I maybe knew where this movie was going with this, with the whole, he's here for medical treatment, but now the house is being haunted. Like I thought that's just kind of what it was or where it is, but no, no, there's more to this. There's more to this. So here's kind of like the first piece of it. The first piece of it is the ghosts. And this is why he's so terrified of them at first. The goat at first hint twist. Okay. The ghosts keep trying to take him outside. And again, he has this genetic disease. He has this genetic disease that supposedly he can't be outside like at all. So he's never literally known anything but the four walls of his house since he was little. Because again, he wasn't born this way. Something happened when he was younger. Again, just kind of keep that in mind. So here's the thing. They keep kind of drag him outside. And when they drag him in the contamination chamber, he kind of hyperventilates because he starts to hold his breath. But he could almost breathe a little bit to the point where he's starting to think, is she trying to kill me? Because y'all just keep stressing the fact that I have to stay here for this treatment. But I believe that this woman is trying to kill me. The parents go and they have their own private conversation. In that private conversation, they're talking and they're both kind of like on edge a little bit. And they're like, our son is really going through some shit. Like his mom was like, well, let's try to like, just calm down. Let's make a wish. He said, F all of that. We're not doing wishes. Fuck all of that bullshit. We got to get the fuck up out of here. Like Eli is not having none of these shenanigans no more. He's like, I'm being haunted. People is dragging me. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Ain't nobody making all this shit up. Get me up out of here. Get me up out. I won't talk about ghosts if you won't take me up out this place. I don't care what she keeps saying. She lying. She trying to kill me. This doctor ain't going to cure me. Something is wrong. Now, you see all this tension. I guess you can kind of understand it if you're looking from the parent's perspective, right? You're like, oh, our baby, he going through this medication is fucking him up. So when you kind of go into this conversation with the parents, you're like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. But baby, your son is being haunted. Like y'all gonna have to leave here. And you literally feel like, okay, this is the turning point where the girl's running through the woods and she trips and falls. It's like, this is your chance to exit before it gets really, really bad. Before it really turns into a horror movie. And y'all just ain't gonna do nothing. You're gonna explain away all this crazy stuff that's happening to your kid. Okay. But something happened in that conversation. And literally the mom is like, what did you do? She said, wait a minute. Is he going to die if he goes through this treatment? Like what's happening? And the dad kind of looks like, well, I mean, it could be a risk, but you said you wanted to try anything to cure him. So we said we're going to cure him. And you see the mom kind of like, wait, wait, hold on. I didn't know my baby's life was in danger. I knew this was risky. But I didn't know my baby could die. Now, when I say you almost kind of have this feeling like they do, like they're purposefully trying to make the dad the bad guy. He's one of those dads where like he has a strong jaw. He's not real emotional, but he seems really good. You know what I mean? He seems caring for his kid. He seems to want to fight for his kid to be better, but he's still very like emotionally unavailable. Like that is literally that is the perfect word. He's very emotionally unavailable. But he's like a good dad on paper. You know what I mean? Like 
he's like, nope, we're having family dinner. So he does want to be around his family. It's not like he ignores his kid or anything, but he's like, do you want to get better? You know, he's very matter of fact with his son, but he's not a lovey-dovey dad at all. And that is on purpose. And you'll find out why closer to the end of the movie or stay tuned. You'll just hear it from my big mouth, whatever. So that's the conversation that they have. And what you walk away from this conversation is the parents are lying to this boy. Something ain't quite right. I don't think that literally at this point, this is when you start to think, I don't think that he's sick or there's something, there's something not right about this. There's something that the parents know that they ain't saying and they're lying to Eli about something. We just don't know what it is. We just don't know what it is. But now you're kind of thinking, oh, it ain't both the parents. It's more the dad than anything. So mom's still lying about something. There's something that she's keeping. But she ain't lying about everything. The dad seems more sneaky at this point than anything. So that's what you walk away from that conversation with. So at this point, this is where the dad tries to like, oh no, he didn't try. He did. He drugged him. He pretty much kind of like tricked him that they were going to leave the facility. And he was like hugging him. And then he just syringe in your neck. (laughs) Hurt and confused. Eli barricades himself in Horn's office. He finds a photograph of Horn and her assistants dressed as nuns. So again, this is kind of like the confirmation of, oh, oh, that whole medical thing. Yeah, that ain't it. And again, this is when all the little, the threes, there was literally just the, I kept seeing three everywhere in this movie. There's, this is a three family, this is a three member family, right? There's three members of this family, mom, dad, son. There's three medical people at this facility, the doctor, Dr. Isabella Horn, and she has two nurses and there's just threes everywhere. Everything is in three, 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 three. His word, his word, his name is three letters long when they change it. You know, it's still another three letter word. Everything is just all about threes in this movie. And so it starts to make sense. So when he finds this photograph, this photograph has like them in all of their none. I think they're called habits, like the the black dress that they wear with the veil and everything. I think they're called habits. So he sees like her and all these other women like dressed in habits with these three crosses on their habit or on their clothing. We'll just call it clothing because I'm not sure. I might, I apologize if I'm getting it completely wrong. So, but something about it, I was just kind of like, something ain't right about this. I don't know. It was something about the crosses and the religion. And I'm just like, why is there ghosts? And why does this feel so creepy? Like, is this some devil worship stuff? (gasps) This is like a cult or something. And then it hit me. It's a cult. They're a cult. They're a cult and they're trying to do something to this little boy and absolutely not. And those other kids, those three kids, those three kids that went through this, mm -mm, they killed them. This is like a human sacrifice kind of thing. And mm -mm, he's in some cult or something. And the mama probably thought that her kid wasn't going to get chosen for the sacrifice, but he did get chosen for the sacrifice or something like that. So that's literally where my mind was going. And so he literally finds like a cave in this woman's office that had, I can't even explain it to you. You literally have to watch it. It's like an underground grotto cave kind of thing. And there's a huge well in the middle of it with this huge giant, like pentagram religious symbol tree, symbol, uh, symbol on it that has three crosses on it. So again, 
three. There's a huge cross on the wall. It, it's just kind of crazy down there. And it has like this gate to it. Once they figure out that he's found like the secret passage in her office, then they actually go down there and they just lock him in there. And so the doctor is like, no, that's fine. He can stay down here. That's fine. And this is when you figure out that, again, the parents are in on this. Like it doesn't shock them that there's some secret religious room down here. Like that doesn't really phase them like at all. They're fine with that. And that's when you're like, yep, it's a cult. I knew it was a cult. It's absolutely a cult. This is a cult. This is a cult. This is a cult. All right. So Horn locks himself inside the Horn locks him inside and he experiences an allergic reaction and passes out. So again, once he's locked inside, inside technically has like outside air. This is not the, the safe room like the rest of the house is supposed to be right so technically he's kind of outside so he's been holding his breath he's hyperventilating because he's like oh no oh no I'm gonna die I've got this genetic disease I can't go outside I'm allergic to like air or whatever everything has to be completely purified so if I'm down here in this well this is not a part of the sealed off house I'm messed up and he passes out then he wakes up and he realizes I'm perfectly fucking fine i'm not even fucking sick and that's when you realize yup it's a cult there's some type of devil worshiping cult and they done brought this boy here and they done brought him here to sacrifice him and he's been some sacrificial lamb or something like that to bring about the the antichrist and that's why he was kept in a bubble his whole life and again all these things start to make sense to you like ah that's why See, he wasn't born like this, but something happened. He probably, I don't know. They were like, all right, he's chosen now to be the kid that gets sacrificed. So now we got to like put him in the house and, you know, he can't interact with people. He's got to be pure. I don't know. But you start to put all these little pieces together. Because else, why would you tell that your kid that they have a genetic disease? Like, just let them live their life if you're going to kill them. Whatever. But again, this is where everything starts to make sense to you. Once he awakens, he finds that he can breathe completely fine and he actually has no disease. Rose, feeling guilty for deceiving Eli, goes to him. Rose, his mom. Again, keep that name in your mind. Mom's name is Rose. Eli pretends he's still unconscious. When she opens the gate, he knocks her unconscious with a crucifix and flees but is recaptured by Horn and his father. So he literally just pretends to pass out. And then the mom was like, oh, no. So she runs in to like save him. And he's like, fuck you, mom. And literally hits her with a cross, like a giant cross that was on the wall and just runs out. His mother regains consciousness and finds a dagger in the crucifix. So literally the whole top of the, the cross just comes apart. And it's literally just a giant knife. And she's like, oh, what? She also discovers that the stone monument in the room conceals the bodies of Horn's previous pa patients. So literally that giant thing, that giant, it literally looks like a giant well. That giant well that was in the room, she moves the top and she finds these three bodies of three children that he kept saying, there's kids haunting me. I know about Perry. I know about this person. I know about that kid. And everybody just thought he was crazy. But now it's starting to show that he's not. And again, you start to like think, all right, so who knew what? 
like the mom knew something like it didn't shock her that that she was a nun like she knew all of that stuff she knew that there was this religious whatever this was but she didn't know this or like it was going to be like this but the dad knew i don't know i'm not really sure but it's kind of crazy that it's and you literally find all these layers of lies right everybody's lying to everybody in this movie like nobody knows the whole story for anything even the mom even though she's lying to her son she is pretty much she's still being lied to so after she finds that again she discovers the stone monument in the room conceals the bodies um, of horn's previous patients bound and adorned with religious symbols horrified and angry she forces her way into the treatment room but paul subdues her it is then revealed that Eli is actually, and oh, oh, this is when the real twist happens, right? Literally. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what happens in the movie, and then I'll read this. Because literally the next words literally just give away the whole like big twist. So again, I kind of felt like I knew where they were going. It was like a, a, a bomb that kept exploding, this movie. I'm trying to really explain what it is. It's like that, that whole thing, like when it rains, it pours, right? Like, you know, like when you're late to get, like, let's say if you wake up late, you sleep through your alarm and like, then nothing goes right the entire day. It's like that. It's, this movie started off in one direction and I was pretty sure I was like, eh, you know, it might be decent, but I, I feel like I probably figure out the plot maybe like the first 10 minutes. I kind of, I figured out a plot. It wasn't the plot, not to this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so again, so I kind of started off with this movie thinking that, all right, this is a boy that's going to a hospital and then the hospital gets haunted, but nobody believes him. And then he's going to get taken over. And then now he's a ghost or he's going to die or something like that. Or everybody's going to die. And I don't know, something, something's going to happen. Something about these ghosts. And then it was, nope, <laughs> nope. This is all a cult. This is all a cult. They're, they worship the devil. They've been raising this boy to sacrifice him, but maybe the mom didn't know about it. And I, literally, and all the proof was there that that was probably what this movie was about. And no, no, that is also not what this movie is about. Not at all. Not at all. This is when you figure that out. All right. So mom is knocked unconscious. So in your mind, you see a woman knocked unconscious in a room, literally a cave underground with all this religious whatever around her, right? Little boy wakes up, little boy knocks, now that he knocks out his mom, runs back upstairs, runs past his dad. His dad like trips and slips on the hardwood floor and he's running, he's running, he's running, he's running. He sees his friend Haley through the window. He locks himself in a room that has like the glass door to it. So he sees it, he grabs a, locks himself in, he grabs a fire extinguisher. And he just starts banging on the glass. And all of a sudden, this Haley, Harley, whatever girl, she just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that was kind of like the first clue. And I was like, girl, get you some business. Like, is the real house of Atlanta not on? Like, what are you doing out here, little girl? Like, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Why are you not in bed? Why are you over here? So you see her. She pulls him. She's like, what's happening? And he's like, I'm not even sick. And you just see him like banging that fire extinguisher against the glass, trying to get it to break so he can escape. 
and I don't know what it was, tempered glass. I don't know, but it wasn't going nowhere. I wish they would make iPhone screens out of that shit because that shit was not breaking at all. <laughs> but for him, he keeps banging on it. And you, you see her like, you're stronger than the others. You can do this. You can get out. And like the way she's saying it is just kind of like, huh? Like, I don't know. She like, she, she knows something. She knows something that she's not telling at this point. She's like, come on, come on, Eli. You got it. You can break the glass. You got this. She's just kind of standing there like rah, rah, like kind of like cheering him on. Like he's like, I don't know. Like he's like trying to win an eating contest or something. Like she's just so calm about it. Like, come on, you got this. You're stronger than all the other ones. She knows what's happening. But sadly, he's caught again. He's dragged downstairs and they're about to do this third treatment. And mom comes back upstairs. And doctor comes back upstairs. And we don't actually see mom at first. We see the doctor come in. And what they're about to do is they're about to strap Eli to a table. And have the third part of this ceremony. Again, mom's unconscious. She wakes up from unconsciousness. She sees this dagger cross and she's like, oh, I'm about to get my son and we getting the fuck up out of here. So she comes upstairs. All you see is the doctor. And then you see mama and mama's holding that dagger right to the doctor. And it's like, I dare you. Y'all better untie my son. We about to leave up out of here. Or I'm about to kill your girl. Now, all of a sudden, all the other nurses are like, oh, no. Oh, no. She's like, somebody's about to explain this to me. And all they kept saying is, I can fix him. I can fix him. I can fix him. I promise we can save him. We can cure him. We can cure him. And you're like, what is happening? What is happening? Again, you're still convinced this is some cult shit. This is some cult shit. You start to see a, there's a book on the table. There's all this crazy stuff everywhere. And you're like, oh, no, absolutely not. And again, he's strapped to the table. So Eli can't go anywhere. He's screaming. He's crying. He's going crazy. They've been injecting him with stuff that's been making his skin like boil. It's crazy. And so mom looks at dad and dad is crying and everything. And she's like, you help me get him out of here. They're trying to kill him. And he's like, all right, let's get our son. And let's get out of here. So she's hands him the knife and she goes to take one of his ties out. And he's like, nope, hands the knife right to the doctor and was like, proceed, please. I got her. He literally grabs the mom and is like, and she's like, no, Jason. Oh, his name is not Jason. It's Paul. But no, Paul, no, don't do it, my son. Th that kind of irritated me. It was one of those like, like if you felt that deep in your soul that you had to take a dagger and hold a doctor hostage and your son is being strapped to a table and you literally feel like his life is in danger. It would have been much, much better for the director to have had the father knock out the mother. It would have made more sense, but he was literally just holding her in the corner. And she was just like, she was literally just holding out her hand the whole time. Like, let me pray for my baby. No. And he's holding his hand over her mouth. Like, let me tell you something. They tell stories about women whose children are in danger that have the strength to lift a car. You mean to tell me your husband's hand over your mouth was all it took? <laughs> when just a minute ago, you was literally like threatening people with da ancient daggers. 
Your son is strapped to a table. Literally, that's all it takes to hold you back. It's just your husband. I mean, them biceps, they, listen, he was cut like a julienne salad. But ain't no biceps going to keep me from saving my baby if I really feel like his life is in danger and I'm about to watch him die. Anywho, mom is being held back. Okay. Is being held back in the corner. So mom is being held back in the corner and the doctor just said, well, the hell with all that doctor stuff. I'm, I'm a sister Mary Clarence. (laughs) Side note, uh, the nurses wear purple. So I was loving this. And again, there's three of them, one doctor, two nurses. So one, Eli is splayed out again, all this religious symbol symbol symbolry in this movie. Eli is on one of those kind of like stretcher gurneys where his arms are out to each side and his feet are close together. So he literally looks like he's laying on the cross. Receive. There's two nurses on either side of him. There's one doctor. She puts on a, I don't know what you call it, a stole. I feel like I want to call it a stole. Like when you graduate and you put the thing over your shoulders, you know what I'm talking about. She puts one of those on and you know, like priests wear those things, like just over their neck. She puts one of those on with all these three crosses. It's just three crosses everywhere. Um, And then she starts to read from this ancient book and she grabs a glass and then you start to realize what happens. She starts to throw this water on Eli and you start to see his skin bubble up and boil and He was like, what were they injecting me? He kept screaming that. What were they putting in me? What were they injecting me with? And she starts to answer him. They were injecting you with holy water, my baby. It's just water. It's just water. It's just water that's been blessed. Water that's been blessed by a priest. That's all it is. But for whatever reason... Your skin is just a burning to it. So then this is when the real plot of the movie opens up for you. Eli is actually a child of Satan. I let that marinate in your brain for a second. And his allergic reactions were manifestations of his emerging powers. Receive. Horn. Did you catch that last name? Horn begins the third treatment. I'm using air quotes here. A religious ritual meant to end Eli's life. So when she said, I can save you, she wasn't talking about saving him. She now she actually says what she means. She literally said in the movie, I can still save your soul. <laughs> that body, though, it got to go. That body, it got to go. When she tries to stab him with the sacrificial dagger. So literally, she says some words. She throws water on him. And the dad sees this happening. You can see him crying. But he's he ain't moving. He ain't about to stop. Nothing. She brings that dagger down. And it was just like, time freezes. Eli uses telekinesis to lift Horn and her assistants in the air. So the first thing he does, he makes her stab herself. So he turns like full carry at this moment. So she ends up stabbing herself. She does not die. But he ends up lifting them in the air with his telekinesis and her assistants, three of them in the air. First, he puts them upside down. 
Then their arms go out. So they're literally in an upside down crucifix. Then they burst into flames. And the entire time, so they're literally circling around him. He keeps asking his mom, and they're alive the whole time. Like first he lifts them up to, in the air. They're just scared. And they're just, they start floating around the room in a circle. And he asking his mama, he's moving stuff out the way. He knocks dad on the other side of the room. He looks straight at his mom and he's like, what am I? Tell me, what am I? And as she's kind of explaining, she goes into this whole explanation of what the real plot of the movie is, who he is, how he came to be. And you see these three nuns in the air. First, they're just floating in the air in a circle. They're just standing straight up. They can't move at all. And then all of a sudden, his mom says something else. And every time she drops another bomb on him, he does something else to the nurses. First bomb she drops, he flips them upside down. The next bomb he drops, their arms go out. So again, they look like that upside down cross. Then he, she tells them. She pretty much dropped the whole bomb on them. Dropped the whole bomb. So she pretty much tells them, yeah, I wanted you. I wanted you so bad. We could not get pregnant. We could not get pregnant at all. And I kept praying and praying and praying and praying. And I kept praying. And again, every time she drops another bomb, he does something else to those nurses. Those nurses. And he says, who did you pray to? Nurses go in the air. Well, I prayed to the Lord. But he did not answer me. Nurses go upside down. <laughs> who did you pray to? I just wanted you so bad. But he promised. He came to me and he said that he would do it, but he promised that you would not be like him. Nurse's arms go out. Who did you pray to? Then she said, but something happened when you were little and I knew that you was going to be just like your daddy. So we had to keep you in the house or else it was going to be curtains, 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 curtains. Nurses turn on fire. Who did you pray to? She said, he said, you would never be just like him. But the devil always lies. Baby. Once he do that, all of a sudden, as soon as he understands that he is literally a child of Satan, you see his dad in the background has been slowly like regaining consciousness. He runs over to him with the dagger. And Eli is like, mom is like, no, Eli. And she kind of like wants him to turn around. And she sees her husband like about to mid midway about to stab her son with that same ceremonial knife. Cause he's like, no, we got to end this, this boy about to end the world. Eli turns around, stops him. Uh, I'll let you watch what happens to him. <laughs> I'll at least keep that for you. <laughs> so again, not only does he set the nurses on fire. Um, yeah. He sets the whole house on fire. Eli's mother reveals that she wanted a son so badly she turned to Satan, who lied that Eli would be a normal child. Eli's father advances with the, da the dagger, but Eli kills him. And again, I won't tell you how. Eli and his mother leaves the burning house. And Lily, when he's walking out, every step that he takes, there's, he leaves a fire footprint behind. It's crazy. Where Haley greets him. She reveals that she too is a child of Satan. She actually like winks at him and her eyes turn red for a second. His eyes turn red as well. Like once he likes like emerges in his power. Like once he like stops the nurse from the doctor from stabbing him, his eyes change red. But she says that she too is a child of Satan. So she's like his half sister. 
but she was unable to tell him as he had to find and prove his own power. So literally all of those other children that died previously, those were all his other half siblings. So literally like the joke is made like the devil kind of gets around. I think Haley said that. She said, yeah, dad kind of gets around, but we can't set each other free. Dad feels like you have to earn your place. That's literally what she says to him. <laughs> I literally can't. She offers to take Eli to his true father. When he accepts, Haley wonders if Eli can trust his mother. He indicates that he can. So literally, as soon as she says, do you think you can still trust her? He turns to his mom. His mom is literally holding out a hoodie. It's like, it's cold outside. It's literally all he has on is like a hospital gown. <laughs> they get in the car and Eli gets in the passenger seat. Haley gets in the back seat. So the mom is kind of sitting there and Haley's like, um, you're driving. Hello. You're the only adult out here. <laughs> so mom gets in the car and she's just like, ah. so I'm like, yo, happy, the happy to your Iron Man. <laughs> Am I your, the Robin to your Batman? Like, she just falls in line. He, like, looks at his mom. It's like, calm down. Chill out. You all right? Mom looks at him. Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's get this thing going. The film ends with Rose and the two children driving away from the burning facility. When I say I literally can't, like, I legit can't. This is a good movie. So, again, you had your spoiler alert. You got a little bit late. But hopefully you read the, the, the description of this before you started listening to it. This is like a super long one. I really thought this was going to be like 15 minutes. So, you can tell that I kind of like this movie. So, again, watch Eli. It's available on Netflix right now. Type in E-L-I. You would definitely find it. So, hopefully, even though you kind of know what's going to happen... When I say the journey and like watching all of this unfold and start to watch for like all those little Easter eggs. So all the little twists, when you look back and you see all the little tiny things, I'm going to go back and watch it. I'm actually going to probably watch it like next weekend or something like that with my boyfriend. Like I really want to see if he can like put everything together and I'm going to see if I notice anything else that kind of stands out to me. It was a good movie. It was a lot of twists. Or were the twists actually there? Maybe I lied about this whole thing. <gasps> Thank y'all so much for staying around. I'm sorry that this turned out to be a much, much longer video than I had anticipated. Um, make sure you keep stopping back. I'm probably going to end up turning this into like an entertainment podcast i've just really been loving like just talking about the things that i'm watching i've become like a super duper duper i've always been a film nerd film nerd i've just been coming like a super duper duper film nerd and these are the videos that y'all like the most the videos these are the podcasts that y'all like the most y'all like to hear about you know what's happening on hulu what's happening on netflix so if there's something that you want me to watch you know drop a line down in the comment box let me know comes into my email inbox let me know what you want me to kind of go over next i am working on a big big huge piece about all nine seasons of american horror story my ranking sorry if your favorite doesn't end up being my favorite 
Uh, but my rankings of all, I'm actually gonna do eight seasons. I just finished watching season nine. Um, and they just dropped a trailer or like a little bit of a teaser for season 10. So we'll see where that goes. All right, so this video is, video. Yeah, I'm gonna have to post this on YouTube now. This video is long enough. <laughs> this podcast is long enough. So hopefully you enjoy Eli as much as I do. Let me know in the comments if you enjoyed it. Don't be lying to people.